WDET brings Detroit to you. News that affects you and the music you love. Every day. Every day. On 1019 WDET. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and thanks for being here. There are more than 20 million troops and veterans in the United States, and according to Time, in 2012, they made up about 10% of all potential voters. A number of major swing states have an especially large number of veterans in their population. In a military Times survey released in May, troops preferred Donald Trump by a two-to-one margin. But many military personnel have criticized the Republican nominee for questioning Senator John McCain's service. And since last week, Trump Trump has been locked in a strange media feud with the parents of a slain soldier. What issues are weighing on the minds of veterans and troops as they get ready to head to the polls in November? And do these recent controversies make a difference in their minds? We want to hear from you for this segment, especially. Uh, are you a veteran? Are you related to a veteran? And uh, what are you th- making of the things that Donald Trump is saying about veterans and veterans' issues? Uh, we, we want to know what you're thinking about uh, November. Are you going to go into the booth and pull the lever for Donald Trump because you think he will best look out for veterans issues? Or are you going to go in and and do something else because you're offended by the things he is saying? In particular, uh, we had a conversation yesterday about his uh, burgeoning uh, fight with Kazir Khan, uh, the father of a slain soldier, which has taken on really, really garish dimensions since the Democratic National Convention. What do you think of that? What do you think of what Donald Trump is saying to that family, saying about that family? Does that reflect a disrespect for those who give uh, their lives for this country? 313 313- 577-1019 is the number, 313-577-1019. Uh, we're going we're to talk to both a Democratic and Republican member of the state legislature about this. Uh, we're waiting for David Knizek, who is a Democratic state senator from Dearborn Heights, to join us. But right now we've got Tom Barrett. He's a Republican state re- representative from Potterville and an Iraq war vet. Tom, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I, I'm upfront eager to get your take on uh, Donald Trump's campaign and in particular uh, this this conflict he seems to have with some some prominent veterans. Uh, John McCain, of course, spent years uh, in a prison in, in Vietnam, a uh, captor uh, of, of the Vietnamese during the war. Uh, Donald Trump has, has questioned whether uh, he should have been captured at all and said, you know, I like, uh, I like people who don't get captured, uh, has said this week, I'm not going to support John McCain and his bid uh, to be re- reelected to the Senate. Uh, Kazir Khan gives this very moving speech at the Democratic National Convention about his son who died serving this country. Donald Trump takes after him and his family. I, I, I'm curious, you are a Republican, uh, but you're also a veteran. Uh, uh, sure. talk, about, talk about how you make sense of all these things. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess I can start by saying that, um, you know, if I spent my whole day responding or reacting to everything Donald Trump said, I wouldn't have time to be a legislator or have time to run my own campaign. And, um, you know, I certainly don't support everything that Donald Trump ever says. 
I don't think any candidate running for president, any one person is going to find 100% agreement with them on anything or any issue or, you know, the things that they say. And Donald Trump has really made a, um, I guess, a, um, uh, a, a bit of a, a name for himself uh, in politics anyway by saying things that other people wouldn't say or wouldn't do. And, and some people uh, obviously find that troubling and, and somewhat offensive and I, and I'm not here to defend anything Donald Trump said in regards to uh, veterans, but um, I do think that the lack of political correctness that Donald Trump brings to the political uh, discussion, is some people find that refreshing. And they don't agree with everything that he says, but I think that some people find his uh, lack of, of political correctness to be something that appeals to them. And I you think know, that's, that a, that's a very odd term for me, political correctness. Now, what do you mean? what do you mean by that? Well, I just mean that, you know, Donald Trump is not someone to mince words. So uh, oftentimes uh, politicians and, and people in, in, in public, uh, you know, in, in the public discussion are finding ways of saying things that um, may be less offensive to one person or another. And I think Donald Trump just kind of shoots from the hip and some people that resonates with them and other people it really does not. Um, you know, I guess there's a reason we have elections in this country is to test these out and see, you know, which person people value more. And Donald Trump has very high negative numbers with independents and with, um, you know, with people across the political spectrum. But I'd argue that Hillary Clinton also does, too. Yeah. Um, uh, well, and when and you say he shoots from the hip, I mean, uh, some of the things that he said, I mean, for instance, saying that the uh, Mexican government sends rapists uh, across the border and that that's one of the reasons we ought to build a wall uh, associating refugees from Middle East countries with terrorism, something that has never been a substantive connection, uh, and then saying that we ought to have a religious test for people who well, want to come Stephen, to this country. Uh, it, it, I mean, you I know, don't think I, that's political correctness not to say those things. It's, it's about decency, isn't it? Well, I'm talking more in the way, and not about those specifically, but in other ways that he engages in the political conversation. He is just, and I think most of your listeners would agree with me, that he is not politically correct. Um, you know, I, I think that's a pretty valid starting point. <laughs> they might say um, in a very different context, he might be I mean, wrong as opposed to correct. But <laughs> Well, I mean, in, in, in you know, I think that Donald Trump is not politically correct. is is a is a valid starting point for uh for you know no the for where right? <laughs> yeah I mean and 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 again I'm not I'm not here to defend Donald Trump. I mean if you if you need someone to defend Donald Trump and what he says every moment, I I can't be that person for you. Right. Um. I do think that you know Donald Trump brings something different to the uh, political conversation that many people find refreshing. Um. You know I don't. I don't certainly agree with everything that he has ever said, but um, I would be hard pressed to find many of my, uh, you know, Democrat colleagues who say that they support everything Hillary Clinton has said. Sure. But, but um, I mean, as someone in, who's a member of the military, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Does what he sang about this family, does what he sang about John McCain land differently on your ears than it would on mine, for instance? I mean, I, I have imminent respect for people in the military but i was sure. never part of that uh you sure. were sure absolutely you and are, i and right. i yeah yeah absolutely and and you no know, i don't i i mean i don't i don't think donald trump is is positioning himself well by 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 doing this but um i do think that people that i've spoken to 
um, view this election as being about a, a lot of different um, issues, um, separate from Donald Trump getting into a war of words with you know, presumably anybody who criticizes him. Yeah. Uh, joining us now also is David Knizek. He's a Democratic state senator from Dearborn Heights and an Iraq war vet. He's joined us before to talk about uh, these issues as well. David, welcome to Detroit Today. Great to be back on the show. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, quickly, let's get your take on the things that Donald Trump has been saying uh, to veterans and about veterans. Uh, Obviously, you're a Democrat. You don't support him anyway. But is there something particular about the way he talks about this issue that bothers you because you are a veteran? You know, I think it's bigger than just the the veterans issue for me, Stephen. You know, when we use this term political correctness, and and like you said, we've learned or been using this term a lot this last election, uh, that tends to be a a catch-all, sort of a a way that we try to excuse uh, a candidate for how they say certain things. And with Donald Trump, I care far less about how he says things. I care very deeply about what it is he's actually saying about veterans, what it is he's saying about women uh, and the middle class uh, and minority members of, of our community. And, you know, I think back to many months ago when Donald Trump first uh, attacked Senator John McCain for his service as a prisoner of war. And I swore up and down at that point, Stephen, this guy's done. You go after a, a POW, there's no way that you could continue. Uh, and yet here he is. And went after uh, the, the Khan family the other day who, who lost their son uh, in Iraq over a decade ago. Uh, and just yesterday, talking about how, you know, he's always wanted to have a Purple Heart and uh, the way that he's going to get it today from, from a veteran, far easier, far easier to get a Purple Heart this way. I just think it's incredibly cavalier. I think it's very dangerous. Uh, and what I've been really uh, emboldened by in terms of stepping up my comments on, on these issues is that it doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or a Republican. You see veterans coming out uh, from across the country. You see all the major veterans organizations in Washington, D.C. coming together and saying that we cannot tolerate uh, this type of rhetoric from somebody who wants to be the next commander-in-chief. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> this is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. I'm talking with David Knizek and Tom Barrett. Knizek is a Democratic state senator from Dearborn Heights and an Iraq vet. Tom Barrett is a Republican state representative from Potterville, also Iraq war vet, uh, currently serving in the Michigan Army National Guard as a helicopter pilot trained on several different aircraft. We're talking about Donald Trump and his campaign for the presidency, the things he is saying to and about veterans. If you want to join the conversation, uh, give us a call, 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. Let's go to Marianne in Macomb. Welcome to Good Detroit morning. today. Yeah. Good morning. Sure. Um, I um, have never supported <coughs> Donald Trump, but when he made the comments about Senator McCain and um, his prisoner of war experience, I was livid. My father um, volunteered for World War II on December 9th, um, 1941, and he was shot down over Germany and was a prisoner of war for nine months. He was marched across Germany just ahead of the Allies so that they wouldn't free him. And um, he is buried in Arlington National Cemetery. And um, he would be rolling in his grave trying desperately to get out and strangle Donald Trump <laughs> for that comment. Yeah. Um, both of my grandfathers served 
in the military, my father-in-law, my husband, two brother-in-laws. I have a brother-in-law right now that's 25 years active duty in the Air Force. Um, Donald Trump has no idea of the sacrifice that not only the veterans make, but their families. My husband and I have lived apart for years of our marriage because of his service. And my brother-in-law and his family have moved to so many different countries and continents for their service. Yeah, yeah. And he just denigrates that with every word out of his mouth. Yeah. Marianne, uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for calling and, and, and sharing those thoughts with us. Uh, let's go to Richard in Wald Lake. Richard, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning. Uh-huh. I've got several things here. Uh, one is is that uh, the beauty of the American Constitution is that it does not include the military as a uh, portion of the government. Our military is led by our uh, political civilian leadership. So, therefore, uh, being a vet doesn't give you bona fides to comment on our, our political makeup. Being a vet, being part of veterans' organizations, having a unified voice to discuss veteran issues, even if you want to discuss political issues, that's, you know, that's obviously very important because it's an essential part of our, our Constitution, the makeup of America. But individually, as a vet, doesn't give you the bona fides to say, okay, this is, you know, what, where, where things should change. That's one thing. The other thing is that Donald Trump is crude. There's no doubt about it. There's no way about it. Uh, you, know, you know, misrepresentative. You know, there's no dancing around the fact that when we're talking about how Donald Trump is, is not politically correct, is a politically correct way of saying he's a crude, <laughs> crude. nasty individual. It's an interesting way to, that's a really interesting way to put that, uh, Richard. Thanks very much uh, for that call. Uh, Tom Barrett, uh, I, I want to talk to you. You are a, a Republican state rep who is actively running for re-election. Uh, talk about that sort of delicate dance you might need to do uh, to sort of support the party that, that, that you belong to, but also I would I, I sense in your in your initial comments, you know, be able to distance yourself from the most extreme statements and, and, and actions that Donald Trump is, is indulging. Talk, talk to me about what you're hearing from your constituents and, and what message you think you have to give them in order to, to, to be reelected. Sure. Um, you know, I just ask people to consider me on my own merits and on my own record, and I think I've accomplished quite a bit as a legislator in the year and a half I've been in Lansing. As you pointed out, I'm the only Iraq War vet in the State House of Representatives now, and uh, I just had my fifth uh, veteran-related bill signed into law about three weeks ago. And uh, David and I have worked closely together, him being over in the Senate and me over here in the House, mm-hmm. uh, you know, trying to advance a lot of veteran issues. And, and you know, someone called me uh, on the phone uh, about a week ago and asked me who I was supporting for president and, you know, a lot of these questions. I wanted to debate the presidential election. And 
I told him, I'm like, you know, I don't think you should consider a candidate for state representative based on the presidential election. I think you should consider a candidate for state representative based on what they're going to do for the state of Michigan. Right. I'm likely never to meet Donald Trump in my entire <laughs> life. So you're not going to be I campaigning with him around Michigan, Tom. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't. Ex- I'm, I'm going to be focused on the 71st House District in Eaton County, where I won an election by 148 votes two years ago, right, and I want to make sure that I okay. come back to Lansing again. And I think I've accomplished quite a bit. I voted against my own party 85 times, for example, since I've been in Lansing. So I'm willing to break with the party where I need to. Uh, I was the only Republican to vote against the um, school aid fund budget last uh-huh, year because uh-huh. it dipped into classroom funding and took money out and put it into other parts of the budget that I found you know, was something that I couldn't support. Um, last year, I was one of only 10 state representatives to vote that way. This year, I was the only Republican to vote that way. So you know, I've been willing to stand up uh, you know, for things that I think are appropriate, uh, you know, even when it goes against my party from time to time. And, uh, and I think I've actually set out to accomplish things that I said I was going to do. Michigan had the second highest veteran unemployment rate in the country two years ago when I ran for office, and we've tried our best to uh, address that. And I've worked uh, together with Republicans and Democrats, of course, David being a, a close friend of mine in that regard, yeah. but uh, others as well. And, and I ask people to just consider me on my own merits and, and you know, look at what I'm able to do in the state capitol not clouded by and we've you know, got, the, the back and forth yeah, at the I mean, federal the, level. There's no question we have a lot of veterans issues here in Michigan that are not being taken care of. I mean, uh, uh, we've moved some from where we were, but but we have a long way to go. Let's go Absolutely. to uh, let's go to Donald in Augusta town, Township. Uh, Donald, welcome to Detroit today. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, <laughs> right now, frustrated. First of all, <laughs> I want to change my first name. Okay. Um, but, I, you know, it seems like everyone <laughs> has forgotten, or no one seems to recall or want to recall, the anti-veteran um, sentiment that existed during the D- Vietnam War. 69 hours there. Uh-huh. Nobody spat on me. Nobody called me names. But I didn't also advertise the fact that I was a veteran. Now, these, the young people coming back now are indirectly experiencing that same anti-veteran sentiment that's been latent for all these years. Trump is a perfect example of that. Having, he got a purple heart. Somebody gave him a purple heart. The only thing he would qualify for would be a paper cut, maybe. But his, his whole posturing reflects that generational anti-veteran stance. People pay lip service to uh, taking care of veterans, but when it comes down to it, we are non-entities. I think Vietnam veterans at the time were looked at as sub-class, lower-class uh, non-entities that didn't count. I'd like to know how many <clears throat> Vietnam veterans Trump has yeah. that are personal friends. Yeah, uh, Donald, thank you uh, very much for 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 that call. Let's go to Ed in Detroit. Ed, welcome to Detroit today. How are you today, Stephen? Good. How are you? First off, I'm good. And first off, thank you to all of our veterans. Sure. Second of all, well, what needs to be said here is how come no one's looking at the fact that if you put a three-way race up between the two flawed candidates we have, Hillary and, and Mr. Trump here, and we... Oh, you still there, Ed? think we lost you there. Uh, call us back, Ed, and uh, we'll get you back on. Let's go to Nash in Detroit. Nash, welcome to Detroit today. Yeah, good morning. Hey. Um, so, 
I was. I think there's a confusion between the word political correctness and correctness. I mean, we are substituting both terms for each other, and we already define things. He cannot come back and say, uh, for example, that uh, uh, Saddam Hussein is not dictator. We already define dictator. You, you call that incorrect. You don't call that politically incorrect. Right. The same thing for 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 prisoner of war, for heroes, for decency. We already defined all these terms. He cannot come back and cast a different definition for them and then and you know hide behind the word political incorrect incorrectness this is incorrect period don't use the word political in it right. because it it, it kind of lighten up the the, the the weight of of, of the wrong uh, and the wrongness of the of these terms right uh, nash that's a great that's a great way to sort of answer that that line about political correctness which we are of course hearing quite a bit uh, during this uh, political campaign. Thanks very much for calling and making that point. Uh, David Knizek and Tom Barrett, uh, I, I want to talk uh, briefly about the, the sort of policy, the military policies of Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. They are both pretty hawkish. Uh, and uh, I mean, of course, people who are in the military, uh, the, the degree to which uh, the commander in chief is willing to engage our military in conflicts across uh, the globe uh, affect you quite directly. Uh, talk about the difference that you see between these two uh, potential commanders in chief in the way that they would engage you and uh, and and people like you. Uh, I'll start with uh, David Knizek, Democratic state senator from Dearborn Heights. I was trying to pass the question off to Tom first. <laughs> <laughs> I caught you. <laughs> yeah, well done. You know, the the first thing I say, and, and I'm, I'd be happy to answer that question. You know, uh, folks like watching Democrats and Republicans fight all the time, right? There's a certain <laughs> value of entertainment to that. Sure. But I know a number of, of very good, very decent, very respectable uh, colleagues, Republican friends, people on the other side of the aisle. And, and just what frustrates me is how much longer these good, decent folks uh, are going to continue to make excuses for, for Donald Trump and, and how, longer, how much longer they're going to continue to stand by him, no matter what it is he says. And when it comes to you know, foreign policy and, and, and the direction that either uh, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump could take us, uh, you know, I certainly place you know a far greater amount of of value in, in Hillary's uh, discretion and her vision and uh, her willingness to to use uh, that that same level of discretion when it comes to when and where and how uh, you're going to contribute or co uh, commit uh, United States troops uh, around the world. At the end of the day, uh, it doesn't matter if you're a Democratic president or Republican president. Uh, we, as members of the military, we go where we're told to go, and we're happy to do it. Uh, all we want uh, is to be respected, and, and uh, I hate to use the term taken care of, but um, you know, not disrespected when, when you come home. And I think that Hillary Clinton would be uh, uh, the best choice in terms of uh, making sure that we're not uh, continuing to uh, send troops to places where they don't belong in the world, uh, while also working to fix the very, very sincere uh, uh, or rather severe problems that we have once a veteran uh, enters back into the civilian world. Yeah. Uh, Tom Barrett, Republican state representative from uh, Potterville, how do you see the distinction uh, in in foreign policy and, and in terms of engaging yeah. our military <clears throat> abroad between Donald Trump and, and Hillary Clinton? 
Sure. And, um, you know, I, I guess I'm lucky that I don't get to uh, set foreign policy uh, working in the uh, state capital <laughs> right. in Lansing. It's not one of but, your jobs. Um, <laughs> right, right. But, um, uh, and I do remind people of that as I knock on doors and they ask me, uh, you know, questions about foreign policy. I tell them, well, you know, I'm working in the state capital, but, you know, those are important issues and people do care about them. Uh, interestingly, though, uh, you know, the war in Iraq has become very unpopular, um, you know, for a lot of good reasons with people. Um, and Hillary, of course, supported the war in Iraq, voted to authorize that, and uh, Donald Trump was opposed to it. So a lot of people who are of this opinion that Donald Trump is a warmonger that's going to, you know, have his uh, finger on the trigger of the nuclear arsenal of our country and ready to launch it at a moment's notice, um, you know, I, I, I believe that we have demonstrated evidence that, you know, Hillary has made decisions that were more hawkish in nature back in the past, and people can debate whether or not that's a good or bad thing. I will say, um, from my own personal perspective, and this isn't me, I have to clarify, this isn't me speaking as a member of the military, this is me putting on my, uh, you know, my hat as a, uh, uh, you know, person in, in politics, as a state representative opining about this. Um, I, I think that if we are going to engage in conflict overseas, it has to be in the absolute best interest of our country. We have to have a foreseeable way of, of figuring out what we're going to do when we get there and, and what comes next, that next step after we, you know, take military action and perhaps create some type of, um, um, you know, vacuum that could exist afterward. What's our next step going to be and what's the responsibility of the American people? We've now been in Afghanistan for 15 years. Sure. We took out the Taliban, um, helped with this Northern Alliance, you know, this unity government, all this other stuff, all within, you know, probably a year after we got there. We had we had made a whole bunch of progress in, in you know, taken out the Taliban and, and out, uprooted, uh, you know, the Al-Qaeda operatives that were there. But then we've been there every year since, more or less trying to play the the mom or dad in the room of the fighting kids that are, you know, all angling to gain influence and power in, in everything over one another. And I'm not sure if that's in our best interest as a country to have a, you know, a dog in the fight of the squabble between these rival factions. Yeah, yeah. And, Sorry, and do you ahead. worry? I mean, uh, and you worry that uh, do you worry about Donald Trump's temperament? I mean, that's the thing that I think everyone's questioning. I mean, is this guy? Is this somebody who can be trusted uh, to make these kinds of decisions? This is someone who gets well, angry at a baby at a sure. political rally. I mean, uh, well, uh, here's the thing that I told somebody uh, recently. You know, Donald Trump did come out opposed to the war in Iraq, so there's that evidence that we have before he was really in in public life as a politician. And, um, you know, we have a lot of actual, completely crazy dictators, North Korea being a prime example, Kim Jong-il, now his son, um, you know, leading that country who do not use nuclear weapons and haven't yet, not that they never will. So I, I think people should ask themselves, do they actually truly believe that Donald Trump is going to start a nuclear war? Well, is I that don't really know that that's so believe? much the concern. It's the, it's I, I, the I am actually business, quite... Yeah. I'm Go actually ahead. quite worried that yeah. Donald Trump would do exactly that. Okay, yeah, and think, I and I think, think that I think that that's a pretty pretty steep uh, uh, you know expectation that he would do that. I don't I don't believe the, that that would happen. You know, the other thing I would respond to with with respect to my colleague here, we we know Donald said he was opposed to the war. We know Hillary voted for it back in the day. The thing that I give Secretary Clinton credit for uh, is that she has the maturity to look us in the eye and say, you know what, I made a mistake. If I could have, I would have gone back and done it differently. Show me one time Donald Trump would have made a mistake on any level, let alone a level of, of that magnitude, uh, and then had the guts to look the American people in the face and say, you know what, I made a mistake. And, and again, 
you know, uh, maybe saying, you know, being concerned about uh, the potential for some sort of nuclear uh, interaction sounds severe to folks. But when I look at how Donald Trump talks about and, and interacts with uh, other world leaders, I am sincerely and genuinely concerned for the safety and security and the respect of the United States around the world. Yeah. I think that President Obama has done a phenomenal job working to restore America's standing in the world. You look at uh, the way other countries look at us today, it is infinitely better than what it was eight years ago. I think if we go back down uh, a, a path of a, a president like Donald Trump, you are going to see the United States take a massive uh, turn in the wrong direction. Okay. And, and that's hey guys, something that we just can't risk. Yeah, no, I, 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 think- I want to thank you both, David Knizek and Tom Barrett, uh, for being here. Unfortunately, that's where we're going to have to leave it. Uh, <laughs> but, but we will have you both back before, uh, before all right. we all Thanks, vote in Steven. November. Uh, thank thanks you. very much for, for helping us put together a great segment. David Knizek, Democratic State Senator from Dearborn Heights. Tom Barrett, Republican State Rep from Potterville. Thanks very much for being here. Uh, up next, Detroit Public Schools are going to get a whole new school board this fall. More than 70 people say they want the job, but are they going to have any power? We'll talk about it next. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Detroit Today.